Welcome to Episode 3 of the Elemental Science Show, where we're taking the complexities of teaching science and breaking it down into building blocks you can use at home. I'm Paige Hudson, and today we're going to dig into some tips you can use for doing experiments at home. Let's begin! There's three things that we can do to set ourselves up to have success with an experiment at home. The first thing is to have the materials on hand. Now this is a little like the pot calling the kettle black. You're not the only one who's opened up your teacher's book that day and gone, uh, I need 50 toothpicks to do this and I know I don't have any in the cupboard. Seriously, you need to open up that book every once in a while, whether it's at the beginning of each week or at the beginning of each month, the beginning of each quarter, or at the beginning of each year. Collect those supplies that you know you're going to need to have on hand and tuck them away in your teacher's supply cabinet. That way you know you have them for the day that you need to do the experiment. Of course, you may want to check it every once in a while as it might have been raided by some little hands. The second thing that you can do is to read ahead. For you to read ahead and know what you're supposed to do, all the instructions and the explanation in an experiment will help you guide the students through it better. If you're doing a demonstration where you're leading and they're watching, you definitely want to read ahead so you know what to expect and what you have to do at each step. If your student's doing an experiment by themselves, then you want to read ahead too so when they come to you and go, hey mom, what's this supposed to look like? You know how to answer because you've read the directions ahead of time. Okay, the third thing you can do is to follow all the directions. I know it sounds like a simple rule for experiment success at home, but if you follow the directions the way I follow a recipe in the kitchen, well, a little more of this and a little more of that can create a culinary disaster, and a little more of this and a little more of that can create a scientific disaster. So go ahead and follow those directions. They're time-tested and proven. People have done them over and over again to make sure that it'll work for you. So what do you do when your experiment fails? Well, first of all, let me tell you, you're not alone. We've all had our epic fail experiments. You know, like the one where you put the chocolate bar into the microwave and it's supposed to come out with these amazing two little spots and it'll show the speed of light and it'll work perfect and you are going to be a rock star in your kid's eyes and then the chocolate bar melts and starts smoking. When an experiment fails, there's five steps that you can take to get it back on track again. Remember, we talked about last week that all experiments are learning experiences. So, let's talk about how we can use a failed experiment to learn still. First step, reread those directions. Remember we talked about in our successful tips to follow the directions? Well, sometimes we get a little off track because we're excited. So go back, reread the directions, and make sure that you actually did follow it step by step. Then read the expected results and the explanation. Reading these will kind of give you an idea of, well, we didn't see this at all. We were supposed to see X, Y, Z, and we saw X, Y, and I have no idea that wasn't Z. So you know that something happened between Y and Z where you need to go back and fix what was going on. You can also read the explanation too because then at least your students know how it should have gone and what they should have learned from the experiment. Then you can ask yourself a couple of questions. Did I follow all the directions? Did I have all the correct supplies? 
were any of my supplies expired or outdated? How did what I saw differ from what should have happened? And are there any obvious reasons why this experiment failed? You know, you may find out that the yeast you used to try and blow up the balloon was like 20 years old. And expired yeast won't blow up a balloon the same way some live active yeast will. So that would be an obvious way for why your experiment failed. You can go back and figure out the answers to the questions. And then you can correct that and try the experiment again. If it still doesn't work, or even if it does work, you can discuss what you did that day, what went well, what didn't go well, what you should have seen, what you didn't see, and what you can learn from it. That way you'll walk away with a successful learning experience no matter what the results of your experiment were. Okay, now it's time to take these tips and put them into action. Go ahead, grab an experiment, make sure you have the materials for it on hand, read through the directions and the explanation ahead of time, and then follow them when you do the experiment. And if it doesn't go as expected, have a discussion about why. Hope you have a great experiment this week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Elemental Science Show. I'm Paige Hudson, author and homeschool mom. In addition to sharing these great tips, we also offer a full lineup of easy-to-use science plans for your home, co-op, or school. Head on over to ElementalScience.com to learn more.